0: Where would we be if we took the gospel of Calvary to our world? We'd be in a different boat. We all know the verse, John 3.16. I believe we could probably all say it from, from memory. I remember growing up going to the salvation army and, and we got to go out of church to learn the verse. And it took me forever to learn that verse. I don't remember how old I was, how young I was, but I was a youngster. But it's a verse we learn in Sunday school, and it stays with us. Well, we look at, let's look at that verse up there. It's up on the screen, um, and it's uh, one sentence, 26 words with a very short and simple message, yet everything depends upon it. As I said, we learned it in Sunday school and we've carried it with us through our memories, through our lives. The truth is this. This short and simple verse is our hope for our future. It's the gospel in a nutshell. It's something that we can share with everyone that we come in contact. Now you all remember well maybe you don't remember because you weren't there like I wasn't there but in 1776 anybody there? We. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Uh, In 1776 we celebrated our Independence Day and it was when the Congress declared the 13 colonies the United States of America, and we were no longer under the British. We were free. We were free to establish a nation with new laws that were built on the biblical foundation. And the freedom that they had back then, we still have today. And we are, we are I'm grateful for that. I don't know if you know Dr. David Jeremiah, but he's written a book, and in his book, he has written this and I have it on my wrist to help me remember it says God loves you, he always has and he always will. That's what we need to share with people because there's too many people out there that don't know that. They just need to know that they're loved, that they're cared for, that somebody is concerned for them. And God has always loved us. God still loves us, and he always will. Well, how much does God love us? He loves us so much that he gave his son, he gave of himself, so that you and I could have eternal life. So there's three key words I'm going to focus on this morning for a few moments. They are God, love, and world. So let's focus on them for just a couple of moments. The first one, the fact that God loves you. Now you're all saying, come on, Major. We all know this. This is elementary. But, you know, even in our Christian journey, even though we've been a Christian for many years or a very short time, sometimes we need to be reminded that God loves us because we take our focus off of him, and we need to be reminded of that. The Bible says this, and it's going to be up on the screen. It says, it says this in Jeremiah 31.3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with, ever lo- with loving kindness. You know the nice thing about God's love? It doesn't depend on how we perform. It's, there's nothing that you or I can do that will make God love us anymore. And there's nothing that we can do that will cause God to love us any less. The fact is, God loves you and I more than sometimes we love ourselves. Hard to believe. But sometimes that might be true for each one of us. When we believe in Jesus, we open our heart to him and we find total acceptance in him. Where else can we find that? We can all say, yeah, we accept everybody, but we all have our biases sometimes, including me, including me. God help us when we do. Sometimes it's hard to comprehend why God loves us so much, but he loves us and he accepts us. It's true. We won't always feel that sometimes, and sometimes we might have the urge to give up and quit. But don't, because God is always there. God loves us completely. He loves us today, and He lo- always loved us with the same breadth, the same length, the same height, the same depth. His love can never be depleted or diminished. He doesn't love you more than yesterday. he He doesn't love you more today than he did yesterday. And he won't love you less tomorrow than he does right now. Second word was a gift. The Bible tells us Jesus came to the earth for many reasons. Jesus came to save sinners. He came to call sinners to repentance, to seek and save the lost, not to be ministered to, but to minister to others. He gave his life a ransom for many. He came to do the will of the Father, to be the light of the world, to proclaim and preach the good news about the kingdom of God. Because his Father sent him, he was to fulfill the law, he was to be the sacrificial lamb to die on the cross. To be our Savior, all because of love. All because He loves us. Philippians 2 6 says this He made Himself no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming into the likeness of men, <clears throat> and be, being found in the appearances of men, He humbled Himself. And became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. For this reasons, my friends, he came as a man to give his body a sacrifice for your sin, for my sin. But being human, to save a a sinful humanity, being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself to even death on the cross. God has a gift for us. And it, I believe most of us, if not all of us, have found it. It's a free gift. All we have to do is, is accept his son and receive him and believe in him and then we have that life-changing gift that he can give to us. the last part why God came was to be his purpose was for us to be in a perfect relationship with him throughout my ministry I've learned more and more that it's all about relationships everything we do is about relationships and if you ask my staff That's what I preach. It's about relationships. And I say to you, it doesn't matter. It's all about relationships. We all need them. We all have them. And we need them to help us keep going. We have them, our relationship with our friends, our family, with our health, with our wealth, with our well-being. And everything is connected to a relationship. But the most important relationship that you and I will ever have is the one that we have with Jesus. Now Jesus went about it. He went to get to know people just as you and I get to know people as well. You know it's interesting, Jesus would tell stories to help people relate to what he was sharing with them. For example, if he, he talked to uh, the, the fishermen, he would tell them stories about catching fish. So they could relate to him. Or if he was talking to farmers about planting seeds, it was some concepts that they could understand. Or he would tell the religious leaders the truth of God's law. Mostly, though, that God loves them. God wanted so much to be in a relationship with his creation, with us, that while we were sinners, he made a provision. He had something that need, that was needed to be done to repair the relationship so that we could be with him. And so we look in Romans 5.8 and it says, God demonstrates his own love for us. Why we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's why Christ came. That's why he came. He came to make that atonement for sin so you and I could be in relationship with him and live with him forever as we accept him. He was the only thing that could pay our debt. God knows our heart. He knows our condition. He knows us as sinners, and in spite of that, he sent Jesus to go to the cross to pay for our debt. This was the gift. It was salvation offered only one condition— Have you ever thought about that? The gift is offered to us, but there's only one condition for us to have that gift. Anybody know what that is? You're all waiting for me. (laughs) All we have to do is believe in Him. Ain't that an interesting thing? All we have to do is believe in Him. No matter what our past, no matter how what we've done, who we are, what we've done, God offers that to us. As long as we accept Him and believe in Him, we have eternal life with Him. One of our spiritual fathers, Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King Jr., shared this concept of John three sixteen thousands of years ago, and I'm going to share it with us today. One more, one more slide. God was the greatest lover so loved so loved to the greatest degree the world the greatest number of people that he gave and in giving it was the greatest act his only begotten son which was the greatest gift that whosoever whosoever would be the greatest invitation believes the greatest simplicity In him, the greatest person should not perish, the greatest delivery, but the greatest difference have, the greatest certainty, everlasting life, the greatest possession. So we come down to, what about you? What about me? How are we experiencing this gift? The question is, Are you in relationship with Him? Now, I don't know. I know some of you, but I don't know most of you. Only you can answer that. Are you a believer with full assurance that you are looking for His return to be with Him? Do you know that heaven is your home and you have eternal life with Him? Do you know your past sins are forgiven? All of them? All of them? I trust that you do. He does not ask if we are worthy or that we desire it. He only asks us to believe and to commit our life to Him. By simple faith, we say, Yes, I believe, and He forgives us. He came, He died on the cross, shedding His precious blood for you and for me. That is the gospel. Of Calvary. Understand the song. What the world needs to hear is the gospel of Calvary. This is what the world needs to hear. This is what we know, and I hope that we will share. It should be our prayer that His message be preached to those who respond and know that they are saved. The moment that they believe in him and receive him as their savior John 16 John 316 rather is what the world needs to hear i trust that you look at John 316 a little bit differently and you want to not keep it here in your heart or in your mind but you want to go out there to anybody you come in contact with and say you know god loves you and if you don't know him, he wants to know you. I pray that is so with each of us. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you. I praise you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you love us so much that you went to the cross and you died for, our, for us to pay the price of our sin. And Father, that as we believe in you, we can have eternal life. Life with you forever. And Father, we long for that. We long for your return. And Father, we know that you're coming back to get us. So Father, I pray that you will help each one of us this week as we go about our business that we will share with people, John three sixteen that you love them so much. And if they believe in you and accept you, they will have eternal life. Bless us now, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.